This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Let's do this. Uh, Hot mess tonight. (laughs) That fucking hiccup. I can see the bubbles coming right out of your voice. Uh, I didn't mean to do that, but yes, if I'm a hot mess, I'm sorry. Billy, are you there? William P. Houston. Billy! It says he's like loading or some shit. Yeah, it's like he's not here, it's just us. It's the elder statement of the uh, podcast tonight. Yeah. Maybe we'll see if we, maybe we'll, if we, Billy can't get this to work, we'll see if B can join us. <laughs> yeah, Bill, B is the true, uh, you are really gonna, you are really gonna be hiccuping all night. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like get oh, them all out yeah. now so I can not be a total wreck on the podcast. Dude, Billy Houston unavailable. <laughs> <sighs> How you been doing though, sir? Um decent. It's it's been an up and down week. Um grief's a motherfucker. It's been rough. Yeah. Like just going through my grandma's stuff and like boxing it up is that should be such an easy and not hard thing to do, and it is just exhausting. Yeah. I picked up. Stop ringing. Stop it. <laughs> Billy. It's still ringing. Okay, it finally stopped. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I was about to hop on, and then I realized that somebody had lots of pee-pee in their hands. So you went to the bathroom? Boom, roasted. Yeah, I had to get to... <laughs> Thankfully, he was not upset when I turned off the computer that he was just looking at uh, his videos on. Uh, He's just going to listen to me talk and talk back and he'll see Halo because I'll, I'll play that while we're talking. And it'll be fun. <laughs> we'll well, I need time. to download that for the new season to start. Whenever that is. Yeah, I guess uh, it's soon. Yes. Yeah, so I will try not to hiccup throughout the show. He's already doing it. Are you, is that, wait, is that, do you do that? Or are you like making 100% a joke he does that. You, really? can, you can almost I, see the bubbles when it happens too. I always thought that was like some. I was like, because I see that in like cartoons and stuff growing up, and I never understood. No, it happens. It I've never met no. anyone that was. Clearly, all our cartoons were written by Canadians. Obviously, like that's where you guys uh, have the X Men series is from. That's where reboots from. Like Canadian Canada is where the cartoons of America came from. I worked the more in the know. office that Ma- uh, Magneto like drank himself to death in after the Fox animated cartoon series. So, I mean, keep it keep it light, Charlie. Keep it light. It was sad. It was like I, I would always hear these stories of like, yeah, he worked here. He was Magneto. It was like, well, that's cool. How is he now? Well, he drank himself to death. Oh, that's that's really sad. <laughs> Why would you tell us this? Like. <laughs> But it was just like there's something. No, I'm saying there's something about like I work uh, in an office everyone with has. There's always something about like jobs like that where like people can't wait to tell you like, oh hey, you're new. Let me tell you the darkest thing that's happened in this office. <laughs> yeah. By the way, like Magneto, you 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 watched the X Men cartoon. We all did. We all loved it. He worked here. He drank himself to death in his office. Like what? No, that's 
that can't be true. It's like, yeah, Fox Animation did not pay the actors. Like, you basically got paid for the time you recorded your voice and nothing else. So he would be, like, sitting listening to children's cartoons while they played his voice, and he'd be in the office selling Mervis subscriptions. And it's just... It is a very tragic story, and I'm glad I was... I only heard it after the fact, and I didn't get to see it in person. Yeah, I actually saw a a video not too long ago that was talking about how this is still a problem, that voice actors are not well taken care of at all. Oh, yeah, not at all. That's why so many of them do cons and stuff, because they they need the money. They don't really get paid the way that they should. Yeah, like, cons are the way they get money. Like, they don't get anything from actually acting. It's bullshit. I think it's appropriate that we open with this dark stuff, since we're talking about fairly dark movie no this isn't gonna be the opening we're gonna do a we're gonna do a i'm gonna do a hard intro nope and then we're gonna cut into nirvana no No, definitely not doing that Uh, and also uh fuck that guy on my comments who's like oh they use the song all the time it's like no fuck you they use it twice in a three hour movie I specifically wanted to song. know. I was on Facebook the other day, and I saw that <laughs> post pop up because you responded to the guy, and I was like, "Wait, was that guy still doing?" No, this was weeks later, and you just felt like I—I I watched the like. I guess you watched the movie again, and you're like, "I'm gonna go." Felt I gotta fuck off again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, here's the thing, man. Like, I—I've watched that fi- since it has come online to watch. I have watched that every night. As I fall asleep, I've might have fallen asleep through the film okay. some of the time. Most of the time, I finish the film and then go to sleep. And I, Three it was the second. It, it, you know, it it speeds by. It's so good. I, but, it is, uh, it is, I think it is excellent. I did watch it again today in preparation. I actually watched a couple of Batman movies this week. Uh, <laughs> I watched Batman '89, the Tim Burton one, for the first Ooh, time. Oh, nice! Time. I have I, not gone back to any of the Batman movies because like my mom was like I really want to watch Dark Knight with you. It's like look you don't because I would love to watch Dark Knight but we need to wait I need to watch the Batman like four or five more times before I can watch Dark Knight without being like I just wish I was watching the Batman right now. It's like when the Dark Knight came out and I saw it once or twice in theaters and I I remember one night uh, Tim uh Fool's Folly and I watched Batman Begins over the phone, and halfway through the movie, we were both just like, we just want to talk about The Dark Knight. Why are we watching this? Because we're just comparing it to this other movie. No, that's fair. I, I'm the, glad that I Batman's watched it so perfect. I watched the Batman today. Because I was like, I wasn't sure that I was going to watch it again. Uh, but then I I was like, you know what? I, I, I want to have something on you know, in the background, and so I can kind of like kind of keep an eye on. So I was like, oh, well, I'll put this on, and I'm glad that I did because I just it's it's, it's it, 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 it held it, up. It, I was curious if I was gonna feel it, the same way, but I think it, I still. It, think it's... It, it's a perfect movie, and like a poet, I absolutely understand your uh, issues with it. Which should we start with that? Should we 
No, I mean, we don't have to, to be fair. I was, I had checked out of the movie long before that incident happened. Yeah. I was going to say, how did you feel about the movie? I mean, I think it's fair to say that, you know, overall it's it's too long. It's entirely too long. Uh, Like it is too long, but honestly I do another hour. Like I do just love it. It's, I remember the first time I saw this in theaters, this was my first movie back in cinemas since the pandemic started. And, like, I am possibly a little stoned from an edible, and I'm sitting in the theater watching this, and, like, this is just... I don't want this to end. I am just happy being in this space watching this universe of Batman that is so... uh, gritty and intertwined and i just i don't want it to end so like when the ending was coming up i was like i don't i know it's we're already three hours in i i do another hour of this like i i just wanted to live in that world well i felt you know it's funny because i had to pause it uh at one point today uh and i was like oh man i'm really enjoying this you know it sucks because i feel like the ending is coming up because i wasn't paying attention to the time you know how long I've been watching it, and it was when uh, spoiler alert. By the way, we're going to spoil this movie. Uh, yeah, we're going to spoil uh, the fuck out of this. Yeah, Batman so and Carmine Falcone was killed uh, when he gets shot, and I paused the movie and I looked at the timestamp and it said two hours and three minutes. And I was like, Jesus Christ! I thought it was almost over. I stuck in an hour of this, but it yeah. flies uh, my, by. My, like my, I honestly my friend, didn't even. Uh, think. Adam, my cinematographer, he was like, the first time we saw this in theaters, he's like, he really had to pee when Carmine Falcone died, and he's like. No, I feel like this is the end. I'm going to wait this out. And then the last hour of the film was him being like, I love this, but please end. I have to pee. I was going to say, did you have to pee when when you guys watched it? Was there a point where you had to go pee? I, I was smart. I, like, so this was the first theater, first movie I saw in theaters since the pandemic. I was wearing a double mask that I put on in the car before I went into the theater and I had a full, uh, I, I bought the like plastic Batman cup. Cause of course I had to, that's who I am. But I was like, I, I, I'm so dry. I've had a weed edible. My mouth is drying the fuck out. I need a drink. But it was like, no, if I put a straw between my mask, that's still a risk for COVID. And what I saw in theaters, my, uh, you know, Dearly beloved grandma was still alive, so I was like, I'm not going to risk her for this movie. So I'm just going to sit here and be dry and dry. And it's like, I just needed a drink so badly for the entire film. <laughs> uh, I went to a fancy like, theater, right, so I run had two beers. So I got to a point halfway where I was like, I've got to piss. Like I just, I got to go. There's no way. Uh, I think I timed it pretty well. I went when. Uh, Bruce was finding out, like, because the information had been released about his dad. Oh, yeah, uh, it's perfect time. And the journey. Yeah, you, and you'd basically come back to when um, uh, he's John talking Turturro to was being the. Yeah, which is. Yeah, that's when I came amazing back. amazing is it that, like, fucking Falcone is this really scary gangster boss? Like, I've never seen a Batman film where there's, like, a straight up, like, godfather monsters like yeah that's how i saw it 
I was involved in it. They did a good, a really good job of not just with his character, I think, but building up all of them in uh, in effective ways to the you know to, in the ways that I felt I felt they really built up the relationship uh, between. Uh, Bruce and Alfred very well to make that scene in the hospital very emotional. Oh, yeah. I was I was fucking there. I was like, oh my god, don't ever leave that, him, like, Alfred. Like, uh, <laughs> Gollum is the second uh, second Alfred that I cried at. Like and, he is he is yeah, joined Michael Caine. I'm like, no, uh, I teared up when he was like. And then uh, they even do I a couldn't great be job a of building up a a sort of I don't know about respect, but almost a likability in that he's not as bad a bad guy as the other bad guys, if that makes any sense. You know, like by the time you get to the point where uh, uh, Falcone is being arrested and the penguin is talking shit and you know, acts like he's going to pull a gun out. He's like, yeah, at least I'm not a rat. And I was like, yeah, man, you fucking tell him. Like, you may be a fucking yeah. criminal, but at least you're not a, like a rat. Yeah, I was yeah, like, with him. I, like... I was like, I want to see more. It's so funny. I was so, I heard before, I don't know if they're still doing it, but geez, I guess they were going to do or are going to do an HBO Max series about the penguin. The, that's still on the books. They canceled the cop show, but they're still in the penguin show. Yeah, and I was when I first heard that, I was like, "That is so dumb. Who would want to watch that?" I, having watched the movie and then watch it again, I want to watch that show. I will watch that. Penguin oh, show. I will watch the fuck out of penguin. Like just being a, just like, oh, I love that line where he's like, "Oh, uh, oh shit, that's the mayor." When he, oh yeah, <laughs> just like so like uh, plain dumb. With Batman is great. It's like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you? Poet, how do you feel? About what? Yeah, poet? join in on us, Poet. Everything. <laughs> I mean, I thought uh, What's-His-Name was good as uh, Penguin for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there was certainly stuff I liked about the movie, but it didn't resonate with me at all. That's fair though, because I, I think yeah, as, no, you know I, I, I will talk I'll talk about all the things I really loved about this movie, but it's also one of those kind of films that when I look at it I can see this is not for everybody. You know what I mean? And I and I'm I'm the the opposite of that. Uh, I, while I don't like it, I can see how people absolutely love it. Oh, I thought you. I thought you and, said and the not, you're gonna be like, I don't like it, and I don't see how anyone else could. <laughs> no, 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 and, 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 and not like how like, and totally not like how everybody likes Looper, and I think you're all fucking insane. <laughs> this time, I, I understand why. There, I understand I, why people love the him will love this movie. No, I actually had a similar not conversation, but there was a like a post on the Discord group not too. <laughs> the other day about uh, the show Seinfeld and I think Puma was talking about how much you know he likes it and like the way that but and I get why people love that show I personally just can't get into it I really I, I just find the character and I get that the point is that they're annoying people but it's I, I just can't I can't it's too much I mean, Jerry it's, it's that's just a, like obnoxious the entire time I don't get it it took my mom forever to get into the office because as a manager, she was so uncomfortable watching Michael Scott that it made her anxious. So she, it took her forever to get into that. So I can understand why, why you wouldn't like Seinfeld as well. Um, no here. I mean, so, uh, 
by far and away the best Gotham. Hands down, I really oh, sure. dug this Gotham. Oh yeah, like uh, the, this was the Gotham that felt like a city. Yeah, it felt felt like it had the underground. It felt like it had the above, like rich section. It, it like I well, like the. It didn't uh, feel like Joel another, Schumacher's. It didn't feel like uh, a statue uh, shit, but it didn't this feel felt like, like a, a city. city. It didn't feel like Chicago. Yeah. yeah, it didn't and, feel like it another feel city. Like, it didn't feel like a set in. either. When I was watching Batman '89, and I did, I do enjoy that movie, but it's funny because when you watch yeah, it, but it, it's I'm a like, set. this just everything is a set, you know. Especially because like they're on the, it doesn't feel like a city because they're on the same fucking street the entire yeah. movie. I don't understand why they have such a hard time finding Jack Nicholson in that movie. <laughs> like, just which go outside like, the Monarch Theater, his, that fucker's gonna show up. He keeps doing it. Which is kind of ridiculous because this one is entirely the same block, like. Almost all of what we see in Lower Gotham is the corner that the Riddler comes out of. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but because it all, so much of it though takes place around that club, and Falcone is like living in that place basically. And I know, but like, I, it, it I, I do like the idea that like, okay. Riddler has footage of Batman like just nose planting after his, uh, you know flight suit down when he crashes down the ground riddler's like i'm gonna save this footage yeah i could have done without that flight suit that was probably amongst my least i like that I, I like i didn't hate it i was fine it, with it because they only used it the one time yeah I uh, it was how, it was less I love when batman gets to the top of the ledge and looks down is like oh shit this is high i love that um, moment yeah, I didn't like that, and I didn't like the wreck and how like how hard he smashed into all the stuff he smashed into. It was a, it was a again like one of those. I would prefer. I don't know why they didn't just have him use his grapple hook. Like, why can't we just see gra- Batman grapple through the city like he's fucking but Spider Man? It was it was a fun like I don't know. I liked I, him. I can see why they didn't the squirrel though. suit. I liked him doing the flying down. I loved him having that moment of like, oh shit, I'm really high up. I have to do this and like pushing himself through the fear. Like uh, there are two moments in the film that show Bruce really pushing through his terror. And that's one of them, him up in the roof. And the other one is when he has to stick his hand in the uh, cage with the bat in it. And like I love both those moments where it's just showing like Batman is like or Bruce is he's really he's still a scared little boy that's trying to put on a facade. Man, you just reminded me of something, and I I, I think I, I'm sorry that I'm gonna go back to it from you know as we go through the episode here. Uh, what? Hey, Booker. Okay, he's he's just running around yelling at us. I'd apologize, but he's adorable, so. I'm Sorry. No, I'm on uh, your side. He's fine. <laughs> so, I, because I read the I, I read the Batman '89 novelization, I found it in a used bookstore. I was like, I want to read. I love like a fun novelization <laughs> of movies. I like. So I read it uh, like last week, and it was a little. There was a, some things that were a little different, but you know, a lot of it was obviously the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait. Are you done? So. This always stood out to me. When Batman in that movie gets to the Batcave with Vicky Vale, you guys remember this scene? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you recall 
you know, the lights come on, there are bats everywhere. There's a there's a cage with one bat in it. Right there, like by the car. Have you guys ever noticed that before? I mean, yeah. I always notice it because I've I've always I've always wondered like why is that one in a cage? Like they never acknowledge it, they never say. Um, and the novelization explains that that bat is injured and Batman is nursing it back to health. Mm, interesting. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh. shit, I do remember that. I read that book where he's like he was looking oh, after really? the bat. Because <laughs> I got this after. Uh, the Pontypool, no, the Port Perry Library, and it was a weirdly in-depth book of Batman spent most of his time in the Batcave looking after his bats. Like, it was odd how much he focused the time on that. I don't, I mean, I guess he did a little bit, but it wasn't so much that I thought it was distracting. Honestly, I liked reading it because it gave a little bit more character to characters like Gordon and Dent, where like when you read the book and and like a chapter is from their perspective, it's like it feels like their characters, especially when you watch that movie and they're just kind of there. The, like that, that's all fair. I I just remember being overwhelmed by like I did not think that the bats in the cave deserved any plot development, and like a quarter of the book was. <laughs> focus on that where it was very overwhelmed i i mean i guess it's because they were trying to come up like the maybe the writer was like why is he batman why did he choose bats <laughs> maybe he just really likes taking care of bats. he's gonna look after them all <laughs> all i can think is uh of uh mickey rourke hey yes i want my board um <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny, I, uh, actually, the going Gordon, back to... uh, I'm already talking. Uh, I really did like uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright's Gordon. Uh, I did like, and I really liked uh, the Batman and cop uh, cop interactions. I like him walking through the scenes of the crime and like them like reacting to that. And um, I really liked uh, uh, how they that aspect of the of the film. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that a lot too. Like, the relationship um, between him and Gordon. I also that was another one that over the course of the, it started off great and then continued to improve. Uh, it's like especially I love that scene Gary Oldman. The, Gary Oldman's amazing as Gordon, but Jeffrey Wright is the best Gordon. The every single interaction, like the uh, no guns. Um, no, that's your thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the end when they go into the garage and he's like, it's been two years, I don't even know your name. <laughs> yeah. And I love how he just keeps calling him man. Like, oh, come on, man, we gotta go. And the best, the best moment of the entire film, uh, come on, he could have pulled that punch. I did. <laughs> it's, like, it's perfect. It's, it's just... And when he walked, walked up to him, punched his chest, like, come on, we got to get you out of here. Like that whisper interaction between Batman and Gordon is, I think, the best interaction of Batman and Gordon in any film. Like it just it perfectly captures how Gordon's like, look, I know I, I have to defend and prop up the system I'm part of. But you need to get the fuck out of here. So we need to like break the rules. So here's the key. Don't talk about it. It's perfect. 
there's just there's a I, I wanna I, I'm also really happy that I watched that movie the Tim Burton one just because not not to compare them you know as far as like as Batman movies but as like comic book movies or superhero movies in general uh, you know that one is just so ba- kind of kind of basic and by the numbers you don't really feel like Tim Burton was you know all that interested it's like he's like okay i'm doing this like there's some things in that movie that work really well and are a lot of fun and you can see yeah i know burton had a great visual aesthetic for it but he just but you i think you can get you can tell the difference between a director who's you know not i won't say always going through the motions but just kind of like doing you know all right oh yeah no i agree versus this movie where it's very clear that matt reeves was yeah, Matt Reeves wanted, wanted to, to do, do this, this and every single fucking shot, he was like, no, I'm doing the best version of this I can. Like, and there it are... feels, you can see, like, the, you know, the, almost how it could be a comic book page, like how it would be a panel, but it doesn't feel like something like Watchmen, where it's like, oh, they just well, yeah, no, tried uh, to copy the panels. Yeah, like, no, it feels like it's a not movie. Garbage. They didn't. They didn't try but, to, like... Um, turn this into a comic book well, it was a batman movie to really me this it. felt like a, an extreme um copy of both like francis ford coppola's uh, the conversation like the opening shot of just the sniper scope following the room like that's a conversation and then once they cut inside and they have that insane shot of just the mayor standing between the crack of the window. It's just so many frames of this film were kind of Hitchcocky and blocked off by like, yeah, they, they just stand here and everything else is in the way. It became a very, like the entire film is very deeply connected to film noir. And it's, I love it so much for that. Or just every single shot is really focusing your attention to where the detective story is going everyone's being quiet i'm sorry uh, no i was waiting for poet to add something I, <laughs> oh, I, I keep no, I, I keep continuing the conversation and then i'm like yeah yeah and then this but poet's just like uh. well i I didn't like the movie, so I don't really have a whole lot. No, of... I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. I have nothing to tag on. I understand, but like, uh, this is also my favorite movie of like probably the last yeah, 20 years. Like, never. this is just <laughs> when I watch this. When when I watch this, with my parents on uh, early in the week, <laughs> both my dad and I were like, "It was interesting watching it. It's a good movie, but." you were sitting next to us and you were just leaning forward and smiling. Your smile was bigger and more creepy than the Joker. And you were just sitting there watching the film for the entire time. It was like, yeah, but it's a perfect film. So that's what I do. Like, I just can't help but watch it and smile. So I understand any criticisms people have with this film, but you know what? They're just wrong. This movie's perfect, and I adore every frame of it. Yeah, so that's where I stand. Sorry, disagree. But, like disagree. that's fair. 
Well, I, no, I, 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 but I also don't want it to be just a love fest, though. I, like, I, I appreciate, you know, I give Poet a hard time, but I like hearing, you know, no, I, alternative I, I, Honestly, Poet, um, your criticisms of this film, the fact that you had um, a really bad reaction to the ending, which is fair, like that, I did not watch these films in, you know, Aurora, Colorado. I do not have that kind of negative interaction i get why it affected you badly and i actually feel like the filmmakers should have addressed that more and should have done a better job of not making it so uh uncomfortable for you i don't i think it's less uncomfortable for me i mean it's less the fact that i live in aurora and more the fact that i was i worked the night of the the shooting, and I dealt with those patients the entire time they were in our hospital. Yeah, no, so yeah. I, well, I, think he did. I think that's what he meant, but he wasn't going to get into that. Um, I, I, like, yeah, it's fucked up that I think you had to interact and deal with that horrific event that some, you know... I think that's part of my problem with... One, I, I didn't like the seven aspect of Riddler. I don't I, I don't, I didn't, like, I don't, uh, some of the stuff Paul Dano did, I didn't necessarily, I, like, I didn't recognize the Riddler per se in some of that stuff. I don't, I, I, I also do not have a take on what I would have, like, I don't have any notes on how I would have been, like, do the Riddler different. Like, like I mean, the Riddler is really such a hard like killer the, to do. Killer uh, to do. killer Zodiac Riddler. Um, but I ho- do hold understand on, how. Hold on, Charlie. Sorry. Um, but sorry. Those de- the the deaths that he was doing for the most part were, uh, you know, theatrical. My problem with the end one and the the DA one, those are both real life. Uh. Uh, things like somebody really put a bomb on a pizza delivery guy's neck and then blew his yeah. head off. So like for me, for them to do that, I mean, put him in a suicide vest if you're gonna blow him up. That one was was one where I was just like, when I first saw that in the theater, I, I was just like, man, they really could have shouldn't have done that because I I couldn't believe they made that stupid ass movie uh uh to begin with. That um, oh, based on that, that, I forgot about that with yeah, uh, these Ansari um, and Lex Luthor, who and Mark Zuckerberg, what's his name? Yeah, Jesse just, Eisenberg, make... Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, I and... guess I didn't make that connection with the collar either, though, because I don't, I, I'd, I'd honestly had forgotten all about that, including I, the movie. The moment I saw it, it came, <laughs> it came right to my head, and uh, but anyway, and then I, when I'm sitting there in the theater. And there's the scene of them pulling up the monitor and he's talking to his people about what's happening. And I start to read the shit on the side. I, I absolutely lost it. I could just feel the adrenaline going. I almost got up and left at that moment. I was so furious. And, and then for them to continue it with the dudes in the, like, to me, it's so offensive that they even did it in the first place and unrealistic in how it happened because this is a spot where there's a political event 
happening and somehow all these dudes show up with all this weaponry and are uh, able to get in like I was I'm still furious about that aspect of the movie and uh, the only thing that's even made it slightly better was I watched somebody watch it for the first time and when the water came crashing in they were like this part of the movie is directed by Roland Emmerich apparently and that really amused me that they would mock this uh, movie as a Roland Emmerich movie at that point. Um, what was the last Roland Emmerich movie? Oh my God! What are you Moonfall. playing? No, there was one. Um, Moonfall just it just came out. Yeah, Moonfall is like popular and supposed to be really good. Um, but you know that being said, I like objectively speaking, I thought Robert Pattinson looked. Absolutely amazing as Batman. Um, yeah, I thought perfect. he was good as Batman. Uh, the Bruce Wayne stuff, uh, I didn't. It, it, I could. I didn't really. It didn't matter to me how he was at Bruce Wayne. The only time I had any problem with his Bruce Wayne was when um, he took his shirt off and pushed that table. I believed everything until we looked at his thumbs. And there's nothing. And there. then I was like, that man not only has not hit. Himself in the fun with a sledgehammer, but I don't think he's picked up anything in weeks. <laughs> I was like, oh, this dude's definitely not Batman. He's never pushed anything in his life. This is literally uh, the first thing know. he's ever pushed in his entire what? life. What are you uh, muscles. He, he just looked like he had no muscles. Look jacked as shit. If, if a giant flaming, if a giant flaming, if I could look like that and push a table, like uh, that. No. That all I know is that dude I'm looked, on the villain side. I'm like, yeah, I'm a I'm a hero forever now. Yeah. I, I like I liked his build, man. I thought he had a good look, uh, as opposed to you know, like the you know last few you know last couple of Batman that we have where it was just like we got to make him bigger, you know, which is nothing I mean, wrong with that either. But I I just I liked this, especially since this is a younger Batman. You know, it's a you know, it made sense to me. He might be like smaller. And, and as Batman, like I said, as Batman, I thought he was fine. It was just the one scene where he took his shirt off. I was like, this dude needs to do some more push-ups. Um, I really liked the, what to me felt like future future retro tech with the contact lenses. And then how we rewatched him, it felt like almost like he was watching a microfish. Like if microfish were animated and not like just a static Yeah, and then I, I really the, liked um, how... Uh, it had like this th- weird throwback feeling to it, but then yeah. also this future, that future feeling too, with like, you know, he'd see somebody and their name and like where they yeah. work would pop up next to it. It actually kind of reminded me a lot of, uh, the first Iron Man where there's like this weird that. mix of like modern day technology, but also like technology that does not exist, but it's just, it's thrown in in such a way that you're like, okay, I'll- I'll allow I can it. see what All they're right. doing. Like I understand what they're trying to do here. Like honestly, um, I have made a lot of connections watching this uh, in, t- you know, in terms of style, not really tonally, uh, with Iron Man. Where I, I feel like this is a kind of movie that if you wanted to, you know, restart the DC like extended universe or whatever, this would be a great one to start with. I, th- you know, that's it's it's really grounded like Iron Man was. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great setup with um, the with this character and like where he's gonna go because I really liked I really liked where Bruce and Batman, same guy, whatever, 
are at the end of the movie. Yeah, um, I love the, how I think the that ending... this movie has the best arc as far as like a and in, in one movie anyway for Batman. Like, you know, a lot of the other Batman movies, it didn't really change all that much from the beginning. The fact of that movie. at the end of this film, Batman was holding a flare and leading people out of a disaster. It's like, I'm not vengeance. I'm beating you the fuck up. Like, I pull off the wreckage and I rescue a woman of color politician, a young orphan, and like, rather the rest of the people into that group. It was just such a perfect moment of, yes, Batman is now this symbol of hope. He is bringing the people out of the swampy water. And they do a great job throughout the movie of building that up fairly subtly. Like when he saves that first guy in the subway and right? he, even after he beats all those guys up, that dude is still terrified and is like, just don't He's hurt like, me. please don't hurt me. He's like, um, I just beat those guys up. Why are you saying don't yeah. hurt me? Or like when he's, uh, when he has Selena going into the club and she's like, you really don't care what happens to me in there. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, I was expecting at the time for him to be like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. But even then he was like, he didn't say anything. He didn't reassure her. Uh, yeah. so you can see like, uh, no, I do. he's not very he, he good. He really at, has like, this thing of, he has to start giving a shit. Yeah. He, he really doesn't like, uh, give comfort. Like even as you say, in the scene with Catwoman is like, uh, you're not going to look after me. It's like, look at me. Oh no, your lenses are fine. It's like, no, no, that was the time you're supposed to comfort me. What the fuck? <laughs> I do really like, uh, Selena and Bruce's interactions throughout the film. Like they have a, insanely great chemistry of not connecting but they are both so close to being on the same wavelength yeah i thought uh um i thought they're i mean well you know catwoman's whole story is completely stolen from my favorite comic book i think that might be part of the other part of the bitter pill of mine is that they took half of my favorite comic book and then Fucked off the other half of it. Wait, which one? The Long Halloween. Long Halloween. I, you know, you say that. I Long, didn't it's get close. Long Halloween and Tower of Babel are my absolute two favorite Batman stories. Uh, no, and no, like, I, I'm not saying I wasn't saying that you very, don't, that those very are your loosely <laughs> connected. There's, a, there's enough of a connection there where I can kind of see it, but not so much that I was like. You know, oh, they're making an adaptation of this. Like well, Cat, I saw it more as like whole story is the exact. Uh, I did love how that. she scratched uh, Falcone's face. That was great. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Uh, from the comic. Yeah, and it's kind of sad that they only did that right at when he was dead. So it's it's like ah, oh, he won't have the scar for the rest of the film. Because I, I love John Turturro as Falcone. Like I wish he was. Be more films, and it's funny because I forgot I was he maybe, was in the I movie when I first saw it. I was like, "Oh man, it's it's I a slow build." Because when he shows up at first, you're like, "Oh yeah, okay," but then it's, a, it's the guy from the Conan Brothers gets film. More and more intense until you're just like, "Oh, this is a terrifying oh. man." Yeah, the the scene where he and Bruce have that conversation, you're like, "I don't want this is the conversation I thought we were gonna have." And you're like. This guy is a fucking monster. Run the hell away. Like, he's evil to the core. <laughs> he's just so terrifying in his very, like, nonchalant way he'll talk to people. Like, 
the worst is at the end with Selena, where it's like, oh, yeah, I remember her. Oh, I did like that they had the story of uh, Falcone being shot and Thomas Wayne helping him. I did yes, not. I like that a lot. I did not like the whole, uh, um, you know, re-traumatize him. His dad and mom maybe aren't the people we thought they were or whatever. Like, I don't. Yeah, I also, it's dumb, I don't, but they they. I mean, you didn't know. like that. You know what? It's okay, it's funny I'm that you say you didn't like that because I. Okay, I guess not. Do what? I'm sorry. You were you're very low. Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Whatever you want to say. No, I was going to say, it's funny that you say you didn't like that because uh, it made me think of another movie that you don't like. And I thought this movie did a better job, even though I thought they did okay in that one, of explaining it. But uh, I know you don't like The Last Jedi. If anyone needs me, I'll be in the angry dome. And I won't get into the whole thing, but you know, the fact that... My God, they don't do a great job. like The Last Jedi? Nope. I don't believe this. It's I, one of the things I liked in that movie, and they don't do a tremendous job getting it across, I think, to the audience, but I liked it well enough, is that in that moment of like Luke Skywalker about to kill Kylo Ren, he's like, he has a moment of weakness. He makes a mistake. I think that this movie does, does a much better job with the way that Alfred explains it of like, in a moment of weakness to protect your mother, your father asked for help. He made a mistake. And it may, it was. It's very humanizing and very believable. I didn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't... There's no way that you would be a, you know... Of course he wasn't a perfect person. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just don't... I don't need Thomas Wayne running for office, and I don't need... I don't need them to re-traumatize Bruce Wayne, who's already been traumatized by his family being gunned down in front of him. Like, I just think, like... Uh, was, you I, can't, were they gunned Alfred down in front of like, him in this shut one, the fuck though? up. Well, we don't they know. They never say it, that it, it happened right. Of course right. they were. Well, of course Alfred, he was. It's the Alfred says you time. blamed yourself. Yeah. But that Alfred uh, Gollum has made me the second Alfred that I cried at where he's like, you blamed yourself. I I wasn't equipped. Like, I could teach you to fight, but I couldn't be a father. Just the way he breaks down and says, like, I tried to help you, Bruce. But I knew I was not your father that you needed is heartbreaking. I absolutely well, I, did not like this Alfred at all. Oh, oh, I'm so, like, and like, honestly, the scene after when, that where then Bruce says, "I, I'm not afraid to die, but I am devastated, and I did not understand how much it would wreck me to lose someone I cared about, and like." You know, uh, a few drinks in, I will say that hit me a lot harder than I thought it would losing my grandma recently. Like that line just of, I don't care to die, but to lose a family member, that's a fear I did not know how to ration with. It's very like that hit me hard. That like that. So good. Those are the kind of scenes that I was really happy with. Uh, and it's funny because I wasn't excited about this movie because uh, I actually thought the trailers didn't look all that interesting. I thought they looked fairly generic because when they put when Hollywood puts a trailer together, they're like, we need these trailer moments. Here are the action beats. Yeah. And the action beats are fun, but 
and I enjoyed like the action in the movie, but the stuff that really stuck with me were scenes like that, which are of course not going to be in the trailer. No one wants to see the slow scenes of them sitting there talking, but those are the ones that really set with me that made me really love this movie. Yeah. No, when, when the, I had a brief moment of hope, uh, when he saw the building had been blown up that they had killed Alfred. I believed it actually. It's funny you like that, that was heartbreaking. It was like, no, you can't. I actually Alfred. thought they were going to go there because I was like, for a moment, I was like, shit, they did it. I wish they. I'm so happy they didn't. No, come on, fucking the Alfred. You're uh, like, I love Michael Gamble. He's amazing. He's like an old horror hammer person. A, I'll give it to you. It was kind of weird when he pulled out that ring and was like on all fours, not wanting anybody to touch it. <laughs> Bruce, uh, only the, you can't only the drunk take the press it wasn't a good joke uh, I, don't, I, don't, I literally don't know what you're talking uh, about uh, oh the ring been, lord of the rings <laughs> I, I, that my, joke was my, so bad i literally didn't get it my my cufflinks are the precious you cannot take them <laughs> yeah no i definitely did not like this alfred um, like that's fair. I, I, and I didn't like I didn't like mom, Wayne Manor so in mom, that. We watched uh, the Batman with my mom and dad. They both said it was okay, and they're like, "Well, you know, I thought it was a little long and a little not as good as Dark Knight." And it was like, "That's fine. I understand. You just are completely like wrong in your opinion. So like you can you can have that, but like." My opinion is demonstrably right, and this is the perfect Batman film. Yeah, man. So it's you just think like it's your opinion? Uh, so I cannot say if it's better than Dark Knight. I was gonna say I I'm think, trying to start a fight here. <laughs> I've seen the Dark Knight uh, more t- like I've seen it over a hundred times. I just watch it every day for uh, like at least three months, and I saw it 18 times in theaters, so I've seen that film more times than any other film. I'm right now at six times into the Batman. Personally, right now, I like it better than Dark Knight, but I feel like I need another month or two of watching both of them. I need to well, watch some time. It's a different. Yeah, I need to watch. That, I need that, to that watch. Came out a couple of months ago. No matter exactly. how many times you've watched it since then, versus a movie that's been with you for. Yeah, like, I need to watch The Batman about another, like, 20 times, and then I need to go back to The Dark Knight and, like, watch it a few times and, like, see where they bounce out. Right now, my honest opinion is they are both perfect, and they are both um, better for different reasons. Like, The Dark Knight is a much tighter, much more focused story the batman is it is for hardcore obsessive fans like it's a long it's very long it's three goddamn hours and it is very uh, you know bloated it is for people that adore this character in this story the dark knight is probably better to introduce and get people into liking batman the Batman is for people who adore this character beforehand is where I would rank them right now. Poet, would you say that the Batman is the worst Batman movie? Oh, no, that's not even close. 
Yeah, yeah. no, the fucking no, Batman no, I figured, v Superman I, no, but, exists. <laughs> what would you say is the worst Batman movie? Oh, Batman God. No, I would say... I would say I, you're both wrong. Any of the ones after '89, I mean, are you saying Batman, Batman Forever is worse than goddamn Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice? I think I would watch Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice before I would watch any other Batman of those of the '89 groupings. You know what? Even I'm, I'm, really glad we, I'm really glad we've been friends for this long. I'm sorry this has to be the ending of it, but I, you know what? I, I'm going to say something, and I haven't watched it in a while. But no, I she think goes, that, Billy's a friend too, aren't I? No, no. I, I, I'm an apologist for Batman Returns, and I think it's because it's no matter what issues it might have, because I did mention earlier that I feel like in a lot of ways when you're watching Batman 89, it's like Tim Burns phoning it in. He actually does a lot of shit that he clearly wanted to do with Batman Returns. Because uh, he obviously had a lot more freedom. And that, I'll, that at least, with people being able to kind of, like, put some passion into it, that makes a difference for me. Uh, I think it makes a difference for the final product of the movie, too. Um, is it weird and doesn't really make a lot of sense? It doesn't really fit with Batman all the time? Sure. But, you know, still... Uh, but yeah, I, I would not say that the I, I would watch Batman I would watch Batman Returns and Batman Forever before that movie, Superman for sure. Yes. Not Batman and Robin. Uh no, Batman and Robin is Batman and Robin's entertaining. Nope. It's like it's so it dumb. It, yes, <laughs> it's goofy, it's this weird like it's watching a toy commercial try and recreate the 60s camp machine. Does it work? No, not at all. But it's entertaining to watch as a failure. Nope. And it's hilarious. Nope. And it has some really good, like, Batman moments. Nope. And I would also argue that the people behind the scenes making it cared more about Batman than anyone involved in that piece of shit Batman v Superman Batman v Superman is just unpleasant it doesn't care about the characters it's just trying to recreate the drawings on the page it has nothing to do with the character now I know you say that but before just, just for the sake of argument both of their mom's name was Martha it was true. Sorry. True. You know what? That's true. And um, <laughs> I feel like they could have saved Martha by not making those goddamn fucking atrocious films. Honestly, I feel Batman v Superman was so bad that it not only killed Martha Wayne, it tainted the universe so much that. Uh, Martha Kent also had to die. Um, Batman v Superman was so atrocious that it just killed all Marthas. So if your mom's name was Martha, I'm sorry, but Zack Snyder killed your mom. Too soon. What would you say is the best Zack Snyder DC movie, then? I wouldn't say Batman v Superman, for sure. No, Man of Steel. Best Zack Snyder DC film? Oh, no shit, no. You know what? And 
I need I to. Think you're, I think your no, answer no. is going to be the same as mine. Honestly. It's going to be the Snyder Cut. It's the yeah, Snyder Cut. It's, it's the Snyder League. Cut for sure. <laughs> it's like I, I hate Zack Snyder. He is a gross, obnoxious, broy filmmaker who I absolutely detest. His style and his aesthetic as a filmmaker. I do not like him or anything he's done, but. The Snyder Cut is as long and as clunky and as stupid as it is, is a probably the best film he's ever done and is the most honest to the DC characters he's ever tried to portray. Um, man, the stuff with Cyborg and that is, is actually pretty excellent. It's like really good and I hate it. Honestly, so if good. you cut all of it into like, just like a cyborg movie, I think it'd be, it'd be really, really good. It really might good be his cyborg best movie. movie. Um, it's also the best by far. Affleck was his Batman. Like he clearly had so much more compassion for that portrayal of the role. Oh, uh, would you would you and, agree? Or do you also think that it was too long? I, I forget what your thoughts. Oh were yeah, of course that. it's too long. It's fucking goddamn four hours. No, it is yeah. definitely too long. I liked like, it better than Jesus the Christ. the uh, the J.J. Abrams cut. I mean, if I no, if no, I was gonna watch the a yeah the Whedon cut, but no, we all know the truth. Hollywood <laughs> yeah. is trying to hide it. it was I will J. J. also Abrams. say, I would, the Joss Whedon cut is atrociously horrifically bad. Like I uh, like Joss Whedon. I was that fat neckbeard dude who wore a t-shirt saying Joss Whedon is my master now because, like, that was the thing we did at cons, and I'm still horrified by it. Well, you didn't know what you were doing. I know. It's, like, it's all horrible and bad. But, oh, no, man. Joss Whedon's cut of the Just League was fucking atrocious. Uh, it is garbage. And it pains me so much to say that, yes... Zack Snyder made a better film than Joss Whedon. Well, that's a little unfair of a comparison, though, I think. Not, you know, oh, and I only say that because it wasn't like they made two separate Justice League movies. And as much as it was, Josh had to come, he had to come in and basically try to make a movie out of what was already there and add a little yeah, bit more. But also, like, Joss Whedon kind of sucks as a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, oh. I love Buffy. I love, I adore Firefly. I really like Angel more than all of them. Um, oh, yeah, I do too, actually. J- Joss Whedon is not a good filmmaker. He is a very by the numbers filmmaker. He will do good TV episodes. He cannot, as a filmmaker, really step above and push the medium. I think that's why Serenity might be his best movie, actually, because it is really it is. Like episode of Firefly. <laughs> it's Serenity is the best and most technical episode of Firefly. Like that opening, which is the best thing Whedon's ever done, where he does that long take throughout the ship, where he introduces every single character of the show in a way that. It's like, here's the character, here's who they are, here's what they do on the ship. Like, that's that's a um, moment of filmmaking that 
should go in the history books of like, yeah, this is how you introduce every single character of your show, and it's phenomenal. Uh, he's never surpassed that, and he's kind of always been basic TV since, which is disappointing, but also makes sense when you read the interviews with him where he's apparently like a really shitty person. <laughs> what? Oh no! Have you not uh, seen I'm, I'm that? <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Like, did you not see the like last essay where he? So he was like, "Yeah, he kind of abused this girl, but like, whatever. Like, she was into it. It was like, oh, dude, no, shut up, stop. Oh yeah, stop was that the whole was that, was that the same like interview where he? But he basically all the complaints about him making the Justice League and stuff that. The way he drew Ray Fisher and the rest of the cast, things like that, that he just and he just completely blew them. Not only blew them all off, but like talked shit about them. Yeah, he was just like, "Oh, that's dumb." Like I, I was just trying to make it more enjoyable. It's like, no, shut up, Joss. Not uh, yeah. Well, like, he was like, "I guess Ray Fisher's just a bad actor." Like what? No, that's not. Well, yeah, when he references like, "Oh no, see, I just cut him out because he's bad." It's like. No, we've literally seen the Snyder Cut. He's the only good part of this movie. You, you can't blame it on him now. I didn't mean to jump uh, all over the place on all the different kinds of movies. And yeah, we, we've... we've uh, sorry, Poet. How is this episode going? Uh, what'd you say? Uh, sorry, Poet. How badly of a disjointed mess is this episode now? Oh, it's uh, it's fine. Okay. It won't be the worst episode we've done. Hurrah! What do you think is the worst episode? No, I don't want. To... <laughs> I don't We're even probably know. Probably involved in those first way. five. The first five. Where the my I... audio is so bad. That's probably true. Yeah, due to technical problems. It's, yeah. Our best one is clearly just gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't even remember what, which one was that episode. That's t- that's Taylor James. Uh, Is that the one? Oh yeah. <laughs> what's his last name? The three names, man. Taylor James. Uh... Wait, hold on. Taylor James. No, well, his his first and last name is, is Taylor James. His middle name is. Uh... Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm glad he doesn't listen to the podcast. So, some other person. Right but now. that fucking thing stays on the download. He has that link somewhere and people... What was the other one you said? Download. You said somebody else had one. Oh, uh, Crash Ann and uh, Charlie's episode uh, is second place because I think she has it tagged somewhere that people downloaded uh, uh, from, uh, from her because it's running second. But man, people, whatever that dude does, he gets people to check out the that episode, and occasionally I guess we may get some stragglers like us, like one or two other episodes. But yeah, eventually people are like, "All right, I've heard enough of these." Yeah, guys. these guys. If Taylor know. James isn't there. I don't want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get We're that guy back. Time to bet fail out. Well, it's alright because you know it's funny. I talked to him for the first time in a while because you know I'm so bad at keeping up with people. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he and Catherine dropped uh, dropped through the city for a minute because they were taking a trip to Iceland. It was cheaper to get a flight out here and then nice. take a flight from here to Iceland. So they were here for a day, and we were talking about wrestling and stuff for a few minutes. And they kind of they were like, get, Liz was like, "All right, come on, come on, let's go." She was taking them out somewhere, 
And we were like, well, we haven't talked in like a year, so we're just kind of catching up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, damn, yeah, I'm just, I got to talk to people more. That's, um, that's the main uh, reason I got to keep this podcast going. Like, otherwise, I'll just never So talk. you say connect people. This is your like friendship. The, the, the good news is if we stopped this podcast for some reason, I would call you to be like, hey, Billy, what's up? How are you? Or invite you to a it. party on Xbox. Yeah. You're you're I, good at like keeping me around. I, I I'm just not. I don't know. It's one of those I things. keep bugging you, Billy. Like you're a friend. I'm gonna like constantly be like, no, no, poke, poke. Yeah, we have to say friends until you disagree about some Batman movie with him. No, Je- Jedi. Uh, I'm s- no sh- shit. Sorry, poet. I still hang out with you, and even though we disagree on Batman movies. Well, I mean, you yeah, like it, terrible it, movies, and I like good movies. <laughs> well, but also, there's there's room, I think, Oof. where you guys can meet in the middle, because, you know, you both love The Dark Knight. That's true. I don't know, but this movie... But I, we disagree. Good it's movies, it's though, not a perfect movie. Now I feel movie. like this is now a brawl. <laughs> I said, we, we do disagree, though. That is not a perfect movie. What? Oh, that... I thought you were talking about The Dark Knight for like, no, I was. The Dark Knight is not a perfect movie either. No, I, no, I no, love. I love. Is. Nope. Uh, no, it, that uh, movie is by far and away not a, a perfect movie. It's an hour too long. I understand your incorrect opinion. That's fair. No, I. I <laughs> I'll admit I have problems thinking of things in particular that I dislike about the movie. But I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it's perfect either. I'm sure. Oh God, no, no. I'm I'm being a dick. It's it's like way too long. It's three hours. I what'd you think of their take it. on the Joker? I didn't like it to be. To be um, actually, I really liked. It. I wish the uh cutscene they released was in the film. Like when Alfred was hurt in the hospital, Batman should go to the last place he can find evil. That would be the perfect time to go introduce Joker. I really like the idea of Joker as like this fucked up evil uh, person in Arkham that Batman just like, this is the worst monster I've ever faced. He's the only person I know who can think closer to these people I'm fighting than I can. I love that idea, and I wish that scene had been in the film. I do and, think know, little. I did. I did like that scene. I thought that the take on them was. I thought it was fine. It was. You know, it's, it's not my weird. Favorite, it's but, different. Yeah, it's not my but favorite. But, but man, I like you, it for when this universe. When they redo uh, these characters so much over the years, you get kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because you can't yeah, do the same true. thing over and over. Again. I saw yeah, that, you know those people. I was watching react to the Batman. The girl goes, "Is that Jared Leto?" And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> God, I would that would have brought the movie down for oh, me. Like, Jared Leto movie, showed up. If it had been Jared like, Leto Joker, I would have been like, "Fuck ground. this movie!" Like, especially like you're almost at the end of this three-hour experience, and then Jared Leto shows up. I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah, if I literally, if I had been in the theater and <laughs> that was not Barry Krogan, it was Jared Leto, I would have not only left the theater, I would have left the theater, found fireball material, returned and burned the place to the ground. Like, that is just... Jared Leto returning is the most vile and evil thing I can see happening to the DC Universe. Uh, 
which yeah. is why he's the only one that can help catch the Riddler. Uh, Boy, the DC <laughs> Universe had a rough that's week why with he's both gonna Joker be and Flash in, uh, getting arrested. Morbius. Wait, Joker got arrested? Oh, yeah. oh, I, I know. Got arrested that in was Dublin. different, though. That was that was not as that was apparently wasn't oh, so bad. Very, I think he oh, was really? just like yeah, he very, was just out. Yeah, drunk. Barry Krogan. Yeah. Oh, he I thought he got into a fight with someone drunk. in that one too. No, he no, no, no. It's not, he, he's not like Ezra Miller. Like, so he was they just being Irish. <laughs> yeah, no, Irish? he okay. got wasted as fuck and passed out uh, on a patio, and people were like. Yo, you should get up. He's like, yeah. Maybe so they I, took him home. I mean, you're still not I, wrong about it being a rough week for the DC universe because Ezra Miller I, and Amber Heard. Yeah. Oh maybe yeah. Well, the, I, thought, the, the, I how fucked up is it that Me Poo became a trending topic about the fact that she shat in Depp's bed. I guess I didn't know of the tending topic. Oh, yeah, so... I, that, uh, that, I mean, I knew that the topic was... I, I, I posted about it in the... Uh, yeah, so... I uh, heard about it Amber Heard... I wasn't really following. Uh, took a shit in Johnny Depp's bed, which, you know... They're both fucking terrible people, so I'm not really going to take either side. But she did take a shit in his bed. And there was a trending topic of me poo. It's like, yeah, I know... It, Amberhead shit my bed. And that's now going to be his... Johnny Depp's lasting memory is he was a good indie actor, was in a bunch of stupid fucking Disney pirate films, and his bed was shit in. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that'll be his actors. legacy. I think you're downplaying how big of a deal the, pirate of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies were. And all his other shit, and you know, like, uh, like Edward Scissorhands. I like Johnny Depp a lot. I like Johnny Depp a lot. I'm still just like, he, he's kind of fucked up his legacy, I think. Eh, I mean, I'm, maybe a little bit, but I think he, at this point, he's one of those actors that you know, it doesn't really matter. Kind of like how Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, you know, despite what happened. I don't think, you know... Alec Baldwin, probably okay. I think Johnny Depp, in the short term, is screwed. Like, he's not going to be remembered well now. In, like, ten years, he will be. Especially if he doesn't act for a while. Like, if he just made a big Yeah, if he just stops and goes away, he's fine. I'll be honest with you. After after watching his testimony, I don't know how that dude manages to act at all. That guy should get an Oscar every time because he is fucking incomprehensible as a fucking regular person. Oh, no. Yeah, I've seen him in like talk shows and stuff. uh, And he always does seem kind of like, man, this is a weird guy. (laughs) Yeah. He's done so many fucking drugs and alcohol that he's completely burnt out as a person. Dude, and and what's up with him and... What's up with Guys. fucking Vision talking about uh, wanting to murder and burn the corpse or whatever with him? That was less cool, and I'm a little bit less I, of a I fan of Paul Bettany. I don't know anything about this. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Some of the texts I read, some of him yeah, and Paul Bettany's Paul kind of and less cool than you he hope. He was like, what? I want to kill her and then burn her and then fuck the corpse to make sure she's dead or some shit. And, He's like, yeah, well, like, make sure she's a witch or some shit. Oh, okay. Well, you know, and, and, normal people. I, I, I hate to be this person. I'm sorry. But that does sound I'm like joking. the kind of weird thing a friend might say when they're going through some shit. To be like, yeah, like I'm on your side. Fuck her. We will do this, and we'll. I'll help you hide the body. 
I don't know. I didn't see the text, so I guess. Hey, but even hey. then, it'd be one thing if he said that like in public, like on a talk show. Like, Let hey. me tell you something about my friend. <laughs> hey, a friend, my uh, a charge nurse uh, who I my old charge nurse. I worked with her for a long time, and she had wanted her man to propose to her, um, and he just wasn't doing it, wasn't doing it, and uh, they went somewhere on a trip. And she came back, or she like he, cause he's a pilot. I can't remember. I think he went somewhere and came back. And she was like, "Oh, I think I'm sick." And I was like, "Yo, if that motherfucker gave you COVID before he gave you a ring, I'll help you bury the body." So if those Jesus. texts came out, that would be bad. Uh, there's, I know um, you don't, you don't like John Mulaney either, uh, and a lot of people don't right now because of his own personal problems. Hey, no, he's a he's a hilarious comedian and. I'm pretty sure he's the reason that COVID happened in Ontario. Well, he's a big he he had he had a bit that I thought was really funny where he was talking about getting pulled into a lawsuit that some friends of his were in, uh, and he was involved because he was in like a a chain of emails and texts, and he was one of them was like talking about the person they were suing, and he was jokingly saying, "Do you want me to kill that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> So you try. <laughs> He's uh so the last show I was supposed to work at uh the previous it's now Meridian Hall was then Sony Center in Toronto as a bartender was John Mullaley. And Who's John Mullaley? John Mullaney, the guy that Billy's talking about. John, oh John Mullaney? No, I like John Mullaney. <laughs> so that was the third time he'd rescheduled to perform there. There was one in September of the year in 2019 of like something came up at just the laughs. He couldn't make it out. There was a time at, uh, uh, early January that the weather was so bad he couldn't fly out. And then the f- third one was right before COVID broke out where the borders locked down. So I'm pretty sure it's his fault that just COVID was a thing and the reason the entire world shut down. So it was just the entire world shut down because he didn't want to come back, Olivia Wilde, and they didn't want to come back to goddamn uh, Toronto. I agree. He's the worst. Olivia Wilde is a different actress. (laughs) Shit. I'm sorry. John Mulaney's the worst. I think we can all agree. I like, but that like Netflix, uh, the snack pack lunch gang was actually pretty good. I I think he's very very funny to the point of being one. Of he people. he's a hilarious actor, and I agree. Yes. Um. Look, there's been some stuff I just don't find his stand up funny. Just like Kevin Hart, I think is no, hysterical. No, that's fine. Yeah. I don't think his stand up's funny. Man, stand up though is one of those art forms that I think is so open to you know yeah. for people that even the ones that are really popular yeah you know, like well like i said earlier about seinfeld it doesn't just talk not just seinfeld the show jerry seinfeld the comedian i just find grating i don't think it's funny uh which is Terrible. insane because he is like known as like the comics comic yeah he's so awful it's like jerry seinfeld yeah there's better comic comics um Sorry, I, I just find like all of his stuff very pedantic and basic. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's sort I... of. I've heard people describe it as like it, uh, almost like the baseline of comedy, where like he's the one that showed people like we can talk about these things and expand from here, uh, and that's what other people do is expand while he just basically does the same shit he's been doing for. Uh, yeah. And he's even admitted to this, by the way. It's kind of interesting. I remember uh, he was like on a, like a roundtable or something I was watching because there were other comedians on there that I liked. They were talking about George Carlin and a rule that George Carlin had where he was like, before, you know, when he was done with a special, he got rid of all that material. He was down to, had to start brand new. Everything, everything had to go, had to have new material. Start over from scratch. Yeah. Uh, and that's what like, quite a few of those comedians are like, okay, we'll try that. And they ended up having a lot of success with it. Jerry Seinfeld was like, I just don't, you know, they want to hear the hits. That's what I think when people come to it. Like they want to, you know, like if you're going to see a, a musician, you know, there are bits that they want to hear. And I guess I kind of understand that. But at the same time, I'm like, that just sounds weird to me. It's <laughs> like those weird diminishing returns. Of, oh, he's going to talk about airline food again. <laughs> um, What's I, the deal? I just watched this uh, uh, this skateboarder. Now I can't think of his name. Um, and anyways, no, it's he. It's his podcasting partner. Uh, Ellis is his last name. I can't think of his first name. And anyways, he talked about how he started to get into stand up comedy, and he was like, he was like, it was real hard for him. Um, and, and then, and then he he started to realize that the the people were going up in there and telling the same jokes. And he was like, what? He was going up each time he went up to perform doing all new material. And he goes, so then he started to sit there and work on crafting jokes and actually like get into the craft of stand-up comedy. But just the thought of him being like going up fresh each time trying to be a comic with brand new material. Yeah, man, Liz really has like her her like book that she has written her material into when she does comedy. And, yeah, you know she's kind of worked on it. And sometimes she like uses it and you know tries something new. She'll a lot of times like she did, she didn't do it today because we didn't have time. But like a lot of times before her shows, she'll go over what she's gonna say with me, and I'll just hear it out and put my thoughts on it. Nice. I like to think I've even improved a joke or two. So. That's too good. I'm sure you have, Billy. You are funny. Look, she's got two shows in a row. She's got she's out right now at one, and she's got one tomorrow night. Man, no, back, uh, nice, Billy nice. is uh, semi funny and is around a much funnier person. So me, <laughs> works out. Points. <laughs> um, no. All right. Thank you and good night. <laughs> Uh, side note, this is I, very fun. Do, you, <laughs> do are you watching, you don't have HBO Max up there, do you? What are you watching the Batman on? Um, or can you not say? Well, uh, it's so, on Crave, who, uh, oh, and okay. I've watched it once on there, and, uh, it's on some other, uh, Got you. Well, I've been uh, watching, I'm like, sure the high legally and, bought it. I've, I've been watching, uh, uh, the moment it came on amazon ca of buying the 4k blu-ray that you could get the 4k disc and the blu-ray i pre-ordered so that is sitting in my amazon account right now so i really don't care if i watch it on uh some high seas things that play it because 
I've already paid for the damn disc. Gotcha. No, will... more. I was asking more about because I've been watching Tokyo Vice, which is on HBO Max. So I've heard the first episode's great, and then like once uh, Michael Mann leaves, it's fucking terrible, and it just oh, keeps know. going. I... It becomes a K drama with like Ansel Eger, who like he's the worst part of West Side Story. Oh, he's certainly the worst part of this uh, show. Like, or at uh, least his like, hair is. I've enjoyed it though. He's I've, terrible. I've I like. I, I I love Baby Driver. He's good in it, but he's uh, I, kind I've of never bland. Saw movie. Oh, you should watch Wave Driver. It's really good. Um, West Side Story, fucking masterpiece. I like. I have not seen the original West Side Story, and like, I feel like film historians are gonna beat the shit out of me for saying that. But it, it's, I haven't seen it. The Spielberg one's really, really, really good, except for Ansel Elgort. He's fucking boring as shit, and he just. Is a person who is on screen for scenes, and there's a lot more entertaining and talented people around him. I know that sounds like a weird time for us to go out, but I gotta take this baby to bed. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Booker, uh, sleep well. I hope to be your weird uncle soon, Booker. I'm sure we'll see. We got his passport. Uh, photo taken today so hopefully he'll get Ooh, his awesome. stuff done well you're yeah. always welcome up here and i am absolutely gonna like come crashing your couch at some point in the future oh please do we like having guests you as well poet you're, all right we're having anyway but, hope uh, everybody had a good you. time <laughs> thank you so much for the drunken batman talk i uh i enjoy this movie it, it the batman was the movie that made me happiest i've felt this year in a year of really 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 awful stuff the batman was a good point good i also loved it poet i'm glad that we had a different and i am i also legitimately poet i really like hearing your opinion of it and i'm sorry it was such a shitty yeah, I, I wish the movie was better. It, but I gotta tell you, I, I, I like that's fucked. I do I'm love sorry. the fact that when poet doesn't like something, it's never that he just didn't care for it. It is always the worst fucking thing he's ever seen. <laughs> well, no, but no, I, I legitimately understand. Like, I have not had that kind of horrific experience. I have not had that like monstrous opinion of like something shitty happening. I get why poet having PTSD of that experience like that sucks if a Batman movie did that to me I'd be furious like these are my happy places if they made me have a you know anxiety attack that would be awful so I'm sorry that you had to go through that and I actually really like the fact that you brought that up and like hey like this was a real thing that happened with Batman movies we should probably talk about the fact that having a bunch of you know, shitty white dudes wrapped in plastic wrap, holding guns, taking over cinemas is not a good image you should be bringing up with this movie. 
And you did it. It wasn't even needed. Like his plot had already succeeded. He was flooding the city. Like, but that I, is one thing I'll give that movie that, that, that I will have against the movie is that it acts like at the end when he's like crying and upset or whatever in his cell, he's like ah, like he failed and he really didn't. He no. did almost at like what no, the one won. thing the mayor is alive. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the well, mayor yeah, and Bruce Wayne were the only ones that, to get the... away. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Which, how amazing that Bruce Wayne and Batman's looking at the camera being like, fuck, 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 they know. Like, That's one we didn't get. That was it. Oh, I did really what? like one, what? Real quick before we go. I did like that scene, that one quick moment when he thinks his identity is going to get out because he thinks that's what the video is. And he just says to Gordon on the way out, just like, you're a really good cop. Good like, it's like a weird moment of... You know, before like this is over, but then it's not over. Anyway, I'm Billy. I'm poet, and I was Charlie. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy podcast extravaganza. Something I'm in the way. Oh God! <laughs> Did you listen to the last episode? <laughs> No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm still fucking pissed that one uh, goddamn person said in my comments, like, oh man, they use that fucking Nirvana song all throughout the films. Like, no, they use it twice in a three goddamn hour film. They use it at the beginning to set up his character and at the end to wrap out his character. I just love that it bothered you so much, though, that like six weeks later you had to come back and be like, hey, Fuck you again. <laughs> no, I, it bothered me that much. I was like, no, no, no. I've watched this film five times now. They're wrong. I'm going to say, like, no, no, no. You're wrong here. This is like, it's a great goddamn song and it fits so well for the character. I do hope it starts a trend of finding not like single track releases from classic albums. I know it fits because I'm so singing hearing the same songs over and over again. That's a great song from a great album. I think that like nobody. Yeah. Would be like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I love how they blend both the album version and the uh, um, like Nirvana <laughs> unplugged version. Yeah. So it's got like the. It's a really great mix of the song. And it is absolutely what Batman will listen to while he's like being the hero. I love it so much. Driving around his motorcycle. All right. Anyway, guys, I'm going to go. I'm going to get this baby to bed. Love you all. Love you guys. Uh, yeah, love you too.